several years ago, whenever I was in seminary, we had this non-denominational pastor come in and give us a, a conference on Muslims. It was a little strange. Why? Why that? I didn't. I didn't really understand the whole situation. Why non-denominational pastors coming to talk to us about Muslims? It didn't really make a whole lot of sense. So, but hey, well, you know, we're going with it. All right. So look. So he comes on in, and he starts giving a talk. Now, granted, guys, this is he's talking to two hundred seminarians. Basically, code word, 200 very angry single dudes that are always looking to pick a fight. And basically, one of the things that he said is, is he was talking about all the verses of the Quran and all like kind of the different, the different attitudes and of, of how we take the Quran and this, that, and the other. And, and one of the things that he mentioned, though, was he started talking about the Bible. And he said something that still shocks me a little bit, is he said that John 6, that's this John, this, this chapter that we're reading out of, it's called the Bread of Life Discourse, where Jesus says definitively that the bread that comes down from heaven is my flesh, and that if you want to have life, eternal life within you, you've got to eat my flesh. You've got to drink my blood, otherwise you will have no life within you. Well, you know what he called that verse? The vampire verse. Let's just say I thought he was going to get jumped. These seminarians, we were not too happy about that. To call the, one of the most sacred parts of John's gospel the vampire verse. As if somehow whenever we consume the Eucharist, we are being cannibals. We're being vampires. We're drinking blood. We're eating bodies. We're being kind of these disgusting peoples. And let's, let's be honest. That's a common misconception. Very common amongst our Christian brothers and sisters. They see us and the way we treat transubstantiation... That's the idea that the, the bread that we present and offer up to the Lord becomes the body of Christ. The, the, the wine we offer up to the Lord becomes the blood of Christ. They see that as something disgusting. Why would we eat the body of a man? Why would we drink his blood, especially the blood of Jesus? You see, it is kind of a symbolic thing, but the, but the Lord doesn't interpret it that. Nor does the Catholic Church. And so that, that question, though, requires an answer, I believe. An answer I think we've all probably asked at some point. Why are we doing this? What's the point? And the answer is simple. Because Jesus Christ is the Lamb of God. Because Jesus Christ is the Lamb of God. This is one of the first things that St. John the Baptist in, in John's Gospel says. Whenever he baptizes Jesus, he says, Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Now, whenever he mentions that, he's not talking about like a nice little sweet lamb that's just kind of like marching through the meadows. Hey, sin, I'm taking you away. Bye. No, that's not the reference. What he's referencing is the Passover feast. The Passover feast that Moses received whenever he was fleeing Egypt. We all have heard of the stories of Egypt, you know. The Jews are in Egypt. The Pharaoh, Pharaoh gets mad at the Jews. And so what does Pharaoh do? He punishes them. And what does God do? He punishes Pharaoh. And Pharaoh's stubborn. He's stubborn. He's stubborn. He's stubborn. And finally, God issues the last curse. A curse where the angel of death goes all throughout Egypt and kills the firstborn of every single living creature. The firstborn of livestock and the firstborn of families. Human beings and animals die. And the only way you could be saved, the only way you could be passed over by the angel of the death, 
was to follow the commands of the Lord, and that was this. If you wanted to be saved, you had to get an unblemished lamb that was a firstborn, that was a year old, and you had to sacrifice it by bleeding out its blood, taking that blood, and sprinkling it over the doorpost of your house. And whenever you sprinkle it over the doorpost of your house, what the angel was to do was to see that blood and pass over it. But there was something else that goes on in this Passover. Something a little bit more than just simply putting blood over a doorpost. You see, once the, 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 the people sacrificed, once the Jews were to sacrifice that lamb, by draining it of its life source, they roasted it. And God commanded them to do something. And that was to eat the lamb. The only way your sacrifice, the only way you could be passed over and not experience death in your family was to, if you, was to, pat, to spread the blood over your doorpost and to eat the lamb. But the fact of the matter is, is that sacrifice only delayed death. I mean, let's be honest. These guys, these Jews died anyway later on in the desert. This is a very small measure because, and because of that, they'd only kind of bought them a little bit of time. The fact of the matter is, is mankind, you, me, everybody else, still had the burden of sin on our shoulders, which means that we committed an infinite act of transgression against the Lord. What does that mean? We have to, we have to atone for it infinitely. But none of us is capable of that. None of us is capable of undoing Adam's sin. We can't do our, undo our own sin. There is no way to exactly redo it anyway. We, there's no second chances. Second law of thermodynamics. Things just keep going. So what do we do? We offer the pure sacrifice. We offer back to God the Lamb of God, which takes away the sins of the world, also known as the holy sacrifice of the Mass. That's why it's a mortal sin to miss Mass on Sundays. Because whenever you and I miss Mass, what we're doing is we're failing to go out in front of the doorposts of our homes and spread the Lamb of God over our doorposts and consume the Lamb of God like God commanded. And what we're basically doing is we are allowing ourselves to experience the consequence of our sins, the consequence of Pharaoh's sin. We allow ourselves to experience death. That's why we eat the blood. Excuse me, we, we don't eat the blood. Well, that's why we drink the blood of Christ. That's why we eat his flesh. Not because we're cannibals, not because we're vampires, but because we crave eternal life. Not just to delay life for a little bit, but to live forever in eternity. And so, my dear friends, may we always remember the importance of the Mass. That the Mass consuming the Lamb of God, which takes away the sins of the world, is our only hope for salvation. It's the reason why leaving the Catholic Church for any other church, any Protestant non-denominational church, is such a big deal. Because what that means is you and I leave our only shot, our only chance, our only hope to get out of this life alive. So my dear friends, may we truly relish in this unbelievable fact that we have a back door into heaven, that we might actually have a chance at seeing God face to face 
all through the Lamb of God, his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ.